Hello, hello, good evening. There we go. All right. Good evening, everyone. My name is Nika Shirell, and this is the ITCAST Real Talk on Sex. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, the ITCAST Real Talk on Sex is brought to you by the Nikita Sex Toy. It is the first sex toy designed for play so and social change, adventure play and social change. You can learn more about the Nikita Sex Toy at TriggerHappyToy.com. You can also support the ITCAST by visiting our GoFundMe page and learning more at Nika Shirell. This week's topic is real talk on age play. So they say youth is wasted on the young, and I could not agree more. Uh, with Easter just around the corner, I wanted to create a conversation that speaks to the kid inside of all of us. I myself engage in age play and think it's a wonderful thing. And from time to time, we do dip into the world of BDSM and kink. So I'm bringing you that conversation tonight. We have five amazing guests in the booth, and I'll go ahead and bring them out. Uh, so the first guest we're going to have come on on with us tonight uh, are Elisa and Alex from Ethology Collective. Elisa and Alex, hello, hello, welcome. Hello. It's so great to have you back with us. Uh, take a minute to just share with our audience a little bit about yourselves and your uh, and a touch about your organization. Okay, um, I'm Elisa. Uh, I use uh, she and he pronouns. And this is Alex. He is both my pet and my little. Um, and, uh, yeah, we run, oh, so that, so I'm a caregiver. I'm not a, um, a little myself. Uh, so we own a company called Ethology Collective and we do community-based education, um, to uplift our community. Uh, we also do outreach in, uh, you know, like we do meal trains and have fundraisers for folks, um, yeah. Oh, uh, our classes are based around kink and sexuality and uh, gender stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's us. Awesome. Thank you so much and welcome to the booth. Our next guest joining us is going to be Aya from Paco. Aya, come on in. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was being polite. Hi, my name is Aya Mokavi. Um, I am a little switch. Um, I also am here to rep Pockle, which is people of color and kink and leather experience. Um, and our mission statement is to provide a space and financial support for digital archiving, educational events, and social experiences that center BIPOC people in alternative sex cultures. Um, so simplify that we're the troublemakers and the instigators. We're trying to make sure that our people are seen, heard, and supported. <laughs> um, and I always tell people, um, I'm here representing littles that get things done. A lot of the things in our community are run by littles. And so if you have a little, you're going to get some things done. So grab you a little. And that's all I got. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, we are going to have Lucky Alexander up from Invisible Men. Lucky, come on in and tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Hello, hello, hello. Uh, my name is Lucky Alexander. I am the founder of Invisible Men, and I'm also a little. Um, Invisible Men is an organization that um, provides resources and services for transmasculine folks, um, specifically uh, centering transmasculine folks of color. And um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And Bunny with West Coast Jungle Gym, come on into the booth and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Bunny. Um, I am a four-year-old age regressor. Um, I am a wicked sassy leather princess and I switch in my big space. I live my age player, I'm not an age player because to me there's two differences in that, but we'll get to that later. I'm an age regressor and I go in and out very big, um, big to little. I run and created the West Coast Jungle Gym, which is an age play conference on the West Coast. We um, came into fruition back in 2016 with our first conference in person back in 2018. And our mission is to be a safe and welcoming space for all age players, regardless of gender, identity, race, age, or ability, by providing a safe place for age players to express themselves, learn, and share their ideas, thoughts, and dreams, and do all the things while supporting each other. We strive to promote awareness of age play to the kink and leather communities through education, volunteering, communication, respect, and community partnership. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. So we have such a powerful, dynamic group of people today. Um, let's go ahead and dive into the conversation. Bunny, you just said something that was like a aha moment. So the first question is, uh, what is age play? And talk about, uh, talk about age play and the difference between age play and age regression. So for me, in my opinion, and what I've observed over the years, I've been in the kink community publicly for the last 10 years, but I have um, practiced kink for many, many um, years before that. And I always knew that there was a part of me that was kind of childish, but I thought, you know, as you grow up, you're like, oh, you're not supposed to have stuffies. So I remember at one time I got rid of all my stuffies when I got married the first time I got rid of them all because, you know, I wasn't supposed to have them. And then... Um, I found age play and I didn't really understand what it was. I just thought at first, oh, this is a bunch of people just pretending to be kids. And as I've gotten into it and found my little side, my little bunny, um, and she's four and she um, thinks she's a dragon at times. And um, yeah, because she has a little dragon. So she, she goes with them. So for me, age play is more of people who are role players who role play to a different age or they um th that's what they do like um they role play they like to be in diaper lovers there's a difference in my opinion also of abdl and diaper lovers that's a whole other abdl means adult baby diaper lover and dl means diaper lovers so there's a difference there to, for me also um age play kind of is the entire umbrella that puts us all in that the community has kind of said, like, put us all in there. But there are so many subsects of age play. So I consider myself a little regressor. So I regress and, and I, I can control it because of so many years. And also because my bigs in my life can kind of get me out of it when they need to. Um, they start talking to me about credit card bills and stuff, and then I'll go big. We learned that one day. Um, but like all sorts of things trigger me. Like if you start talking to me about lollipops or 
if you get me in a swimming pool, I don't care how big you want me to be. I'm never going to be big. I'm always a four-year-old in the swimming pool. So for me, my opinion, that's the difference um, in age play and age regression. Age regression is something that you, that you just do. Like you regress to that age and that becomes your entire personality. And age play is more of like a role play for me. That's my opinion. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Yes, I, uh, I want to off of Lenny and say, um, there's, I love the whole umbrella spectrum because I don't necessarily identify as an age player. When people say you're age player, like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Um, I consider myself a grown a little woman. And so I'm little, I like little things. I like to be treated like a little Oh, Uh-oh. Ayo, you have frozen on us. All right, we'll see if we can get Aya. Oh, oops, did I jump off? You froze a little bit. Yeah, can you repeat uh, that? <laughs> I was just telling, I was just saying that people always ask me my age and I keep telling them I don't necessarily have an age. It's more of a personality trait. This is who I am. Inside of me, there's a little me. And I'm just showing you that little person inside of me. Got it. Got it. So that's really, that's getting some clarity in the difference between age play and age regression. Lucky, did you have something you wanted to put in? I do. Um, so, so um, I guess my little is like a hybrid between Bunny and, and, and Aya, right? Because um, it's actually like a part of my personality like if you if you um compartmentalize the different parts of me so like my big and and my little but my little um for the most part shows up when when i ask him to um but sometimes it it's uncontrollable like when the ice cream truck goes by like i'm out the door it's over <laughs> or when there's rain puddles and you have your wellies on oh yeah or you don't that's even better. Well, yeah, but I, I have to have my wellies on. So uh, when I was a kid, I used to do barefoot puddle jumping. Yeah. Oh, man. Puddles. <laughs> um, so age plays for me. Uh, I'm in a different place because I'm I'm an adult. I consider myself a caregiver. Um, I'm also a preschool teacher. Um, the reason I like working with kids is because when you work with them, you get to teach them new things and just the look on their face of wonder and awe and live for that. And when I am around littles, they're able to recreate that. It's such a beautiful thing to me. Uh, it's like crack. I mean, you know, I'm a preschool teacher and then I go play with littles. And so <laughs> I do it all day, all day, all day. You know, I'm also a nanny. So, you know, uh, like, my life revolves around kids, small people of, you know, uh, so, uh, so I love that. And so age play for me is, uh, uh, I mean, I'm well aware that they're an adult and they can still do that. That's, that's amazing. That's so amazing. It's such a beautiful thing. And, uh, I can't, I can't let go that way. And so I look at it and I'm like, fuck, like this, this is the shit. 
So. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, I guess for me, uh, in in every type of uh, play, I guess that I do, um, I'm very private about it, or at least I try to be. Sometimes it's like really hard not to. Um, I'm also like a pet player, so you know, squeakies or crinklies make me like get my attention, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but also, like you know, someone <laughs> tells me that they want a color or. You know, they want to watch like an old cartoon or, you know, like something like that. Or, you know, like Lucky was saying about the ice cream shack. Like every time I hear it, I'm like, do I have money? I need it. I need the little face ice cream pops, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, I'm really hearing that uh, ability to let go and be a kid again. It's like the, the stresses of adult life can be way too much and kids don't know how good they have it. Um, Oh my gosh. I also learned so much from these conversations. So I did mention that I engage in age play. And I must say that through this conversation so far, I'm like, I might be more of a regressor than, than like a role player. How cool is that? <laughs> Just really getting that. Cause um, age play from, for me is something that's not inherently sexual. And it is about like being, being like young, being playful, tapping into my youth and really just like feeling like safe and comfy and cozy the way you do when you're a little kid, kind of like hanging out in your parents' arms. Um, so I think that's really cool. Let's talk a bit about some of the different types of age play and some of the terminology that we'll find. So um, can, can we go around and like share our ages or our perceived ages and talk about some of the different terms that go along with that? Yeah, who would like to start? I, I wanna go. Yes. Um, I want to talk about the term baby girl um, because that is something that I've gotten a little All right. Aya, we are having some freezing issues with you again. He's treated like precious and it's more about centered around the actual um, relationship of the big and the little versus being a little, there's like there's certain ways in which the caregiver treats them that is going to kind of be similar to the way you would treat a certain age. I tell people, you might perceive me as a baby girl, but I want to be in a relationship as a little. I want you to treat me as a little. That's why I mostly define myself as a little so that anyone who's looking, um, you know, hey, single, um, <laughs> but anyone who's looking will understand that, yes, I look like a baby girl. Yes, my age has grown, but when you're in a dynamic with me and we're doing that type of thing, I want to be treated as a little. And so that's how I kind of go about using my language to kind of showcase what I want and what I need. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. I, um, you froze a little bit at the beginning when you were defining the baby girl phrase. Could you go over that one more time? For me, um, a baby girl is a, a grown adult who wants to be coddled in a certain way that has that like baby girl, daddy, dom, mommy, dom. Like it's a, it's more centered around the relationship. Um, and that's why I say I identify as a little because when we're talking about the relationship, I am not a baby girl. I don't want to do your dishes. I want you to do my dishes because I'm, I'm, I'm too, I don't, I don't want to do that. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so perfect. That's so perfect. Bunny, do you have something you want to add in? I agree because for me, I'm a baby girl is more sexual. I mean, I know it sounds baby and girl, but from my observation, in my opinion um, of watching people, it seems like more people use that term that are in DNS relationships or actually relationships, subs, doms, things like that more than there is in, I want to say the age play community, or if it is used, it's more of a sexual kind of condensation, at least in, from what I've observed, in my opinion, um, it never feels good for me. Like I, my, my body, um, which is my daddy in German, he calls me Kleiner, which is baby girl in German, because we wanted something different um, that made me feel a little bit better, but he doesn't even really call me that. He knows the difference between my big side and my, and my little side. I claim to be a little because I don't wear diapers. Um, and for me, those are ABDL or babies. I'm not a baby. Um, my brothers will try to tell you I'm a baby and I need diapers, but I'm four and I, I can go to the diaper. I can go to the bathroom. It doesn't scare me. Um, but I'm a little, and for a long time, I didn't know I'm a little regressor though. I'm not a role player. I regress. And, um, I didn't know for a long time what my age was. I really thought it was eight because, um, I'm kind of sexual at times, but when I'm I have to be in the mood for my body to touch me in naughty ways. Um, and one of the things that we've done is we got this actual idea from a class that we attended. We have this little ring and it's just a little kind of tiara. And if I'm in a naughty mood and I want daddy or body to do things to me, I will wear it. And then he knows that way. Cause a four-year-old doesn't go and tell their, you know, body like, Hey, I want you to touch me. naughty." Um, so that's, I, I totally agree with you I that um, baby girl for me and what I've observed is very much a different word than little, you know, and then again, there's middle, which is kind of, in my opinion, and what I've observed kind of 10 to 15 or so. And then, you know, you have Lolita and you have all these other things, um, title, there's so many of them. Um, and you really find what fits best for you. You know, little has always felt best for me. And because I, and then finding that I was four, you know, I, I like pretty bows and stuff like that. Little things that girl, you know, my girl princess side likes, but I also like to go out in the mud puddles and throw um, mud with my brothers and climb it. Well, I can't really climb a tree cause I'm, you know, but I mean, in my head, I'm climbing the tree. So yeah, I agree with you on that. Love it. Love it. That's fantastic. Um, we have a question coming in from the audience. Says, are bigs also caregivers? And uh, do you use the same names for them? Yeah. Oh, great. We got hands. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bigs can be caregivers. I feel like it's another title. Like, I'm a caregiver, but I wouldn't call myself a big. Um, and you know, and, and there's like mommy and daddy and like, uh, you know, all kinds of, of names. They're just different titles. They're all again, under the whole, uh, you know, age play umbrella, but, um, but yeah, they don't, they don't have to be caregivers. Yeah. I, my understanding also is that bigs are 
kind of like um, older sibling style of caregiving is no okay i feel like bunny would be the best one to answer this maybe <laughs> totally different so please i'm sorry i i shake i shake my head and i do all sorts of stuff sorry oh it's totally cool that's good this is great i think everyone will get a chance to field this question because there was so much excitement around it so please will you just share your opinions and what you do know and you know we're all in this conversation together so i thought that was a really really clever distinction um and um what else is there is there uh, more in that space for you alex no that, that's it um us too like he's uh very shy about his little play and so we haven't actually gotten like we went to one munch and i couldn't convince him to go again uh he's just a very shy little boy and so most of our stuff is at home and so uh you know, we live it, but we don't know all the yeah. exact ins and outs of it. Oh, can you tell us what a munch is? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes, I used a word. Uh, so there's uh, munches are, uh, you know, maybe we'll start doing them again soon. Um, they're usually, um, they can be like monthly or quarterly or uh, however often. And it's just pretty much a group of kinky people that come together at like a restaurant or something. And they, you know, spend the day uh, talking about kink and like being around other people who are into the same kink. Um, and they're actually really fun and really nice. There's also drunches, which are ones where there's alcohol. So there are two separate ones. At munches, if you go somewhere where they have alcohol, you can have a drink. But at drunches, it's it's like a drinking event. Yeah, like you meet up at a bar. Yeah, those awesome. are fun. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you. All right, let's go to Lucky. You've been dying to share. Do tell. <laughs> so um, being a little looks a little different for me, and um, because for one, like my little experience is non-sexual. Um, and when I first found out like what that looked like for me and really was able to name it, right? Um, the coloring and the gummy bears and all of the things, right? Um, I started to really look into it. And as a black trans guy that is like almost six foot and 250, um, my big like rules my life, but my little shows up when I need to release that stress, when I need to to be um, somewhere where I can just relax, right? Because I'm I'm so uh, I'm the boss everywhere else in my life, right? So I'm I'm the one the go to, and so when I'm in little space, um, it's non sexual and it's literally a space for me to relax in. But when I when I really first started to learn about like this space, um, I was looking everywhere right so I'm thinking okay I gotta have a mommy and I gotta have a daddy and all of these things right but um then for a long time I was just an orphan right and so now um I do have a caregiver I have a big I have several and back to what folks were saying about um siblings so my bigs do resemble siblings quite a bit and um you know I figured out that I think like I was saying I'm a regression between the littles and the, I'm sorry, I'm a hybrid between regression and age player, but um, 
forgot what I was going to say. Not a problem. <laughs> Can I hop in? Go yes. for it. I wanted to say uh, my whole thing about bigs versus caregivers. For me, I feel like bigs are like your partners in crime. Those are the people who are going to be watching the Saturday night cartoons with you or something like that versus a caregiver mm -hmm. is more like, oh, okay, here's your, here's your dino nuggets. Here's the TV. I'll check on you in a couple minutes. Like, <laughs> like they still do the things, but they're not like invested. Um, and so I, I consider bigs just as important as littles because they make littles, they give, they, for me, um, shout out to Jackie Griot and Mick Symphony. Oh no, she went. You just muted. We can't hear nothing. You're excited though. <laughs> yeah, we can't hear you. I yeah, can't hear you. You can't hear us, I don't think either. Pinky POC, just ex okay. celebration and excitement. They created a environment for me to thrive as a little. And I feel like bigs are like really the key connector with like, especially with conventions who don't understand age plays at all. When you come into a bigs kind of situation, they're easier to talk to than me and a tutu saying, hey, give me some candy. Like, there's just that 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 connection is there. Um, I also want to say that being a big or doing the little stuff for me came out of shadow work. Um, I feel like a lot of the times we're not as as people of color we're not we're not we have to grow up very quickly, and we have to learn about a lot of things very quickly that are adult things. And so for me, in order for me to break down me growing up really quickly. I decided to surround myself with bigs and littles so that we can slow it down a little bit, especially during these times. Like my little has saved me in my, in my emotions and all of it. Like I think of littles, like that's why I say like, I keep telling people my little is not like a label. It's me. It's the purest form of me. And I am showing you my inner child. And that's why I always like protect littles, create safe spaces for them because they're showing people the most vulnerable parts of themselves and also sparking that vulnerable part in yourself that you didn't know about to come out and say hi you can color with me and we can have joy right now don't worry about taxes we coloring <laughs> that is so beautiful yes okay i think i, I remembered um so aya uh i had gave me something there it sparked me so around um littles and bigs and and that relationship I think that um for someone that has to hold all those things during their big space um I think the balance between bigs and littles works really well um and like I was saying earlier you know troublemakers littles that are troublemakers do get things done right and like all three of us here or all five of us here um have managed to to build things and and make sustainable things um, as littles. So that's that's where I'm at. So thank you. Um, I wanted to say too on uh, something that I have said. Um, I, I uh, like I said, I work with kids, and um, when I went to college, I uh, I got really fascinated about how the brains of children work and the whole psychology of it. 
So yeah, I'm a caregiver. Uh, I don't consider myself a big, but when I'm with my, my regular children and when I'm with littles, um, I'm with them constantly and I'm, I'm like singing songs, doing activities because in my head, I'm like, this is going to make them a better functioning adult. It's going to make them smarter. It's going to like help their life. I'm, I'm a very involved caregiver for both. <laughs> As you were saying that caregivers like put you in front of the TV. Uh, I'm just neurotic. She's very involved. <laughs> it's because I'm neurotic. Thank God we don't have children. They would just hate me. <laughs> awesome yeah. awesome and then bunny did you have anything to say on the bigs versus caregivers question um it's kind of like how we our community uses age play as an umbrella caretakers or bigs can both be used as an umbrella term um, there is a huge difference between a caretaker and a big. It is. A big um, is usually someone that's more invested. A caretaker is kind of more of that um, umbrella term that can fit anything. I mean, I have all sorts of caretakers on different levels. You know, I have my my leather sister and her partner who, when I go into four, my four-year-old, that they're, they're caretakers for me. Um, they're the aunt and uncle scene. Um, I become a caretaker as the four-year-old to my brother and sister or my brothers, you know, that are babies. I tend to be that caretaker, big sister. Um, caretaker is kind of like the babysitter in a way for me. And it really is individual people, how invested you want to be and how you don't. Then there's the bigs that have all the other titles also, um, you know, like daddies and mommies and, um, you know, aunts. I know a little who um, they're in a relationship and their big is their aunt, you know, and um, uncles, like I have an uncle papa and things like that, that, so it's really, it's kind of that umbrella term again, and they kind of interchange in my opinion of being a big and a caretaker. They're just that um, umbrella term that embraces everybody and it doesn't make them any less than littles and again littles is kind of that umbrella term for all of us age players also um everyone's like oh you're a little and you know some people that's a trigger too they're like no i'm a middle or no i'm a baby or no i'm this or whatever and um and it's unfortunate because there isn't another word or other words that we can use because sometimes it is triggers that we can use you know everybody knows age play oh that's something if you're a little or middle oh okay that's for me or caretakers people are like oh i'm a big you know so in my opinion that's that's the definition of those or and and it's always changing as i watch you know i i my opinion of things have changed as i've watched people at my con and also now in per in on zoom different opinions and watching people and how they interact and how they label themselves has been amazing to see the difference and learn over the years. Awesome. Go ahead, Aya. I also wanted to just kind of give a PSA. If a little tells you they're a little, don't argue with them. That is not any of your business to argue with me about whatever labels I wish to give myself. That is me, labels are supposed to help me tell you who I am, not you tell me who I am. And I have, I have had very, very difficult conversations with people in this community who say, you're a baby girl, you're a brat. And it's like, you don't get to tell me what I am. 
And I, I want people to understand that that is not cute. It's not friendly. It's not welcoming. It's not protective. You're actually limiting me. And you're actually showing me how limited your like experience and your like perspectives are. And so again, I will repeat, if I tell you I am a little, I am a little, no questions, period. That's like going up, <laughs> in my opinion, that's like going up to a submissive and saying, no, I'm a, you're a slave or a slave and saying you're submissive or whatever. It's just, for some reason, people feel that they have that because we're little, they think they have, they have that right to define who I am, you know, and I totally agree. I'm like, no, like, that's not me. So yeah, don't, don't do that to us. That's right. Damn straight. Yes. No, that that's brilliant. And, um, and I love the way that we're actually getting into labels uh, and the whole languaging of it. So one of the things I wanted to share is like, I, I discovered I never grew up. Like as I was getting older in life, I would still like go to the store and I'd be like, I want a passy, I want a bottle. Like, and every couple of years or so, I'd find myself drawn back into this space. And it wasn't until I found the community that I was like, oh, other people do this too. And yes, I'm an adult. I know I'm an adult and this feels good for me. So to really allow that into my life, um, I would love, some of you've already shared about what got you into the realm of age play. So I would love to hear some more about like what got you into it and why would other people find themselves? Yeah, lucky, go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think that um, age play for me served um, a lot of healing for me because as a as a black trans man um that that transition and a lot of the the emotions that come from the way that you're treated from the outside world as a trans person um needing a space to to feel safe needing a space to feel um decompressed needing a space to um to have just a space for me to to color or to have gummy bears or to watch cartoons and it be okay, um, that needed to be a space that was available to me. And so um, that's that's like initially why age play was very important to me because I, I am um, the head of everything else. Like I was saying earlier, I'm the head of everything else in my big life, right? And so in my little life, that is that is my space to, to be me, like, uh, everyone else was saying that is a that is a raw and very vulnerable space to be in and but it's so healing to be able to let that part out and be visible to say the least yeah bunny go right ahead um so it took me a long time to figure out what age i was and i realized that i am four because that is when my bio family um divorced and that is when my abandonment issues came into play. Um, you know, my bio father, whole other long story, but that's when he separated and kind of went his own way. And, and I mean, I was raised, my mom remarried and, you know, looking at my family, you would think, oh, you know, she's a privileged white girl that was raised with two parents and everything, but there was trauma early on in my childhood. And um, that, caused those abandonment issues in the four-year-old. And as it grew, I was like trying to deal with that. And then I found the four-year-old and, and was able to nurture her and be able to bring her back out and do those things. 
and, and kind of be like, whatever to everybody else, because in order for me to grow and become healthier as a person and be able to expand myself, I had to heal that little part. And in order, and so then it became fun, you know, like, um, coloring, I love to color and, and it became a way of releasing all that stress. I mean, just like lucky, I'm the one that's in charge of every, then again, my little is in charge of shit too, but I'm the one that's in charge of everything in life. Um, most of the time, I mean, I have a body and he is my, my daddy and I have rules and my four-year-old has rules and all that stuff. But as the fifties want to be housewife that he and I have, I am the one that pays the bills. I'm the one that, you know, I run my business and I run all these things. I'm the bit, I'm that person. And sometimes it just becomes so much that I'm like, I need to regress. And, and he, you know, takes care of all those things. I thought for the longest time I was a submissive or I wanted to be a submissive because I liked to get hurt in all those things. And um, I thought, you know, I wanted to just release everything, all the power but I, again, like I, I don't want to do your effing dishes if I don't have to, and I don't want to be on my knees and I don't want to do those things. Gosh, bless everybody that does, but that's not me. My little wants to do dishes if she gets pennies for it or whatever, you know? And so I found that part where my four-year-old was like, I need someone that worships me also, but then I can worship because, you know, as a little we still worship our people. You know, we do, we worship our caretakers and our, our friends and everything. And that's, I just found her and she was just kind of there. So, yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, uh, I just want to start off by saying there are two superheroes here today because there's Superman and I was invisible for a while. Did you guys see that? Did you see? I came off the screen. I don't know what happened. It wouldn't bring me back. <laughs> oh my god! Is that, is that what you wanted to say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you know, uh, I never thought I would be anywhere in the realm of age play. I mean, I have no issue with it. It was just never something that really caught my attention. Um, and then. <laughs> Uh, yes, you're right. Yay for superpowers. Uh, and then as I got more and more involved in the community, I was making friends and I swear to you, I, I think they were all littles for a while, like every single friend I had. And so I started just like hanging out with them and being around their little sides. And that's when I realized that, you know, they do the same thing that kids do. And then that's when I got addicted. <laughs> addicted. You too. Go ahead, Aya. Um, I just, I, I grew up on the internet and I expressed myself through the internet. Um, I think that it started on Tumblr, RIP to Tumblr, when you could actually watch like not safe for work stuff on Tumblr. But also um, I had a little's black little centered group chat called Dino Nuggets and Diddle Dose. I know the best name ever. Remember that person I was talking about who's like a teacher? Amazing title person. Um, and that for me was 
the second reawakening to my sexuality and my sexual identity. Um, I was in a really nice vanilla relationship, and then I was like, hey, I'm, I'm pan, and I think I'm bisexual. I like women. <laughs> I would like to do that, and you. I was with a man, and he was like, nah, I can't do that. I was like, all right. And so I left him, and I went to Tumblr, and I went and searched all BDSM stuff. I thought I was going to be a submissive too, bunny. I was like, I'm going to be a slave, 50s housewife submissive to my, my daddy dom, and then I realized I actually am better at making the rules. I create the spaces and I actually make better scenes in my head. You're boring to me. You have no glitter in your wardrobe. What's going on? I need to be in control over all of this. And so I think through getting into spaces where I could be my little, I wanted to do that. I always, I want to say again, like being a little is doing shadow work. Anybody, anybody who has any type of shit that, I mean, sorry, anybody who has any type of stuff that needs to un be unpacked, talk to your inner little child. They will give you the honest truth and be like, I don't know why you keep being mean to me. And so <laughs> I had to, every single day through my wellness and uh, just experience in being a black woman in America, uh, I have to keep healing myself over and over again. And that is how I do that through my little. Um, and I want to shout out my mentor, uh, Mix Taisha Best, for giving me the house name Aya, which is an indinkrin symbol, which means the person who's endured a lot. And I could, I've endured a lot. But through my little, I can still bring joy, happiness, and love into the world, which is the only thing I want to give to the world. I don't want to give all the stuff that's been given to me. And so I always tell people, if you really want to check in into your, your empathy and your compassion, go into your little self, do some coloring, go to a park, skip. It's going to heal you, whether you like it or not. That is beautifully profound and like right on the money. It's, it's all about those inner places that we don't go to. Thank you for that. Yeah. Lucky, I saw your hand shoot up. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of kind of reiterate what um, Aya was saying around the healing piece, right? Um, it's definitely something that is healing, just like, you know, in the vanilla world, they say laughter is, is healing, right? So we just take that like 10 steps further, pretty much, you know, we're taking that 10 step further, and we're really immersed and in, in that embodiment of that, that little that's in us, right? Like, I feel like there's, there's a little in everybody, I feel like that. I don't know it, but I feel like that, right? Everybody likes to go fun, have fun and laugh and giggle. Like, so that just means that there's a little, little in everybody. Um, but I feel like, I feel like my little has saved my life on a, on a lot of different occasions. Like some of the folks here have said, um, that was my space to retreat. That was my space to unpack things. That was my space to heal. Um, and it was my space to, to be cared for instead of being the the one that that cares but i think that also um i think that little have littles have more control of the situation than folks understand or think right because we we're kind of the ones that that get to say what happens we're the ones that get to say how we want to be treated and and our caretakers either do or don't right um but I think that that's a good space for us to be able to 
debrief right and heal it's like healing from like deep within and i think it's one of the the best spaces that i've ever had to heal in and i want to kind of clarify the superman right even though yes i love superman and um i resonate with superman because he's the only superhero that doesn't have all the little fancy fangled toys um and all of his superpowers come from within even though some will argue with me and say they come from the sun yes that's true okay so um but because i'm a trans person it resonates with me because as trans people um a lot of our courage and strength and resilience come from within and so i think that we're all superheroes but i think it also um i think it also applies to the kink world as well yes that's phenomenal. Thank you all for sharing on that. Um, we did have a comment from our audience just um, to bring into the space. It sounds like age play lets you be bold in the age you couldn't be bold. I think that's real. That is so real. Yeah. Um, so this came up a little bit as we've been talking a bit about age play. There, For, for me, I'm just going to define this as like there's sexual age play and non-sexual age play. And I would love to get some conversation going around like what is the, what is the unique distinct difference um, and how can people determine like what side of the boat they wanna play on? Um, I think the way that I go about doing my sexual age play, because probably 75% of my age play is not sexual, but the other 25%, we can get busy. Um, I think of it as like exploring, when you first started exploring your bodies with other people, and when you first started like touching yourself or understanding what that meant, and the innocence and the discovery and the, the, the blissfulness of that, I think that is where I take when I go into sexual age play. And I feel like there are times when I think this is why I say I'm grown because I, I, I hop from baby to toddler to middle to little. But like when I'm in a non-sexual space, I have like a baby doll like crevice, but like I don't I don't see it. It's not there. It's not a thing. I'm also asexual. So let me put that out there as well. Um, so when I'm not there, it's just not there. It doesn't really do anything. But when I do have that 25%, I tell people it's more of like teenager discovering, maybe even before I'm going to be a little bit, I'm, I'm a, I, I call myself a sad hoe. I was, I've been a hoe for a very long time. So I've, I was, you know, sleepovers were my jam because I was in there and I was learning and I was teaching people stuff. And so that is what I considered my sexual age play kind of positioning or kind of environment that I like to do when I'm doing that. So outside of that, it's whatever you, before that sexual puberty would be the non-sexual age play for me. That's how I would separate the two. Awesome. Yeah, go ahead, Lucky. So for me, um, my little doesn't engage in sexual behaviors at all. Um, literally, that's a space to to decompress it's literally a space to um to have some fun right and play with other littles so um mine is is a, a non-sexual little funny oh. <laughs> so, um for the most part i am 
a non-sexual little. Um, but my little likes to put boobs on my on my gingerbread men or you know penises or whatever and I like I mean I remember as a bio kid at three or four touching myself and doing things to myself so it's not unusual when I regress for my four-year-old to be you know touching my boobies or touching other people's boobies or if I'm around and I'll be like oh that's your penis or something if I'm in a dark dark dungeon or something like that um I do like to be touched naughty by my body but I have to be in a very different place and it's very different than my four-year-old I feel like I regress to a more slutty teenager kind of thing there um than I do when I'm four because like if he tried to touch me in a naughty way or I would really probably regress and it would probably affect her in a in a bad way you know like I know at the west coast jungle gym we have a dark age play dungeon at night and um at the first year, all of us on our crew were like, what is a dungeon going to look like for littles? You know, like, seriously, what is this going to look like for littles? I mean, none of us could like imagine. And it's not like a leather dungeon, like you think, you know, like sex or things like that. It is literally littles laughing and giggling because like, they see in your diaper or they're spanking. Spanking is a big thing. Um, spanking the diapers. But, you know, my little is a sadistic. Like she wants to hurt the crap out of you. If you love Hello Kitty, do not come around me in a dungeon because Hello Kitty is a trigger for me and I don't like Hello Kitty. So I am sadistic. And if you like Hello Kitty, I'm going to torture that Hello Kitty in front of you. And so you know, the first year at the dungeon, it was like, what do, what are littles going to do? And it's different what they do. You know, the second year we learned to keep the dungeon a little further because there are age players that that is not at all. They don't want to know there's a dungeon. They don't want to know that you have something different than me or that you, they don't want to know any of that. And you got to kind of know that and, and, you know, respect that. And for the most part, my little, I don't really always think of her as sexual. She's just more sadistic. She really wants to hurt you in places. And if that's your private parts, then she's going to hurt you there. Now you got a letter. I mean, it, it's consensual. She's not going to just go up to you and be like, wham, unless you have an agreement, you know, but yeah. So that for me, and and I think sexual and non-sexual really is a definition for every individual person. There's not a umbrella definition or anything that even in all my years of being in age play that I could define for anyone else. Because again, mine has changed also. I remember when I first started the Bumblebees in San Diego, it was a non-sexual group and it was an offshoot of Little Scouts because our Little Scouts troop in San Diego was very sexual. And myself and my little friends got very offended at some classes that were rope and boobs were showing and stuff like that. So we started the bumblebees, with, which was non-sexual, totally non-sexual. But I also remember being at coloring um, or cookie decorating, and I so wanted to put boobs on my, on my thing. But I'm like, wait, I can't do that. 
But to me, that's funny. I'm four. I think every every gingerbread man should have boobs. I love it. I love that. Elisa. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a caregiver and I, I don't know if it's because I work with children as well. The idea of having any kind of sexual play with, uh, with an, any age player, uh, is horrifying to me. I like freak out. I'm like, oh God, you're not supposed to do that with kids. Like they, they're they're on par in my mind. Um, so for me, it's kind of like a panicky, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. That's not okay. Um, so no sexy baby stuff here. <laughs> yeah, I Good. myself am not really um, into it. I mean, I respect those who are into it yeah. and you know, like more power to them. Um, but I mean, I myself like drawing boobs and penises on everything. <laughs> penises. He draws penis oh, ducks? Yeah. My, my favorite thing to draw is a penis duck because no one expects it to be a penis, even though you have to start it making a penis. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a shocker because people are like, you're a little, you should, and I'm like, I, I kind of think I sometimes do it to shock people. Be like, look, it has boobies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I touch on something? Absolutely. Um, I want to really focus on talking about consent mm -hmm. and not even just consent, but like knowledgeable consent. Because I think a lot of the times, uh, young littles, um, they'll get into so wrapped up into forming the identity and getting into that little space that they forget that they're so grown. And they forget that they need to have some type of understanding of negotiations and consent because it's extremely important when playing around in these head spaces. Um, I'm a theater kid. I, I, I do a lot. I understand a lot about acting and going into character and reaching down to those depths and having to have some type of situation to pull you back up out of it. I feel like it's the same thing when you're interacting in these ways. So for any people who are interested in playing littles and subspaces and all this other stuff, have a fully fleshed out negotiation on what you're going to do before you even drop into that space. Because I, as a person who has endured a lot, has gone through those very uncomfortable, very traumatic situations where you've said yes to things because you're in headspace. Yeah. You don't understand necessarily the implements on what you're doing. You're just trying to please the person that's with you. So again, when we're talking about in order to be a little, you have to be an adult. You need to understand what it means to be an adult and you need to understand what consent is, how to speak up for yourself, how to negotiate. And if you need to just pull out a cue card and this is what you do. This is hi, my name is Aya. Don't, don't hit me, don't call me the B word or I'm gonna hit you. Like that is something that you need to write out and have fully fleshed out before you even enter in the dungeon. So anyone who wants to play with you, this is what I, this is what I'll do and this is what I won't do. Um, yes. Be I'm careful also, sorry, one last thing is take your time. You don't need to be someone's little girl in the first month of you entering into anything that has to do with little. Like you need to have a fully fledged identity and protection identity before you enter into these spaces because there are a lot of people 
who love to chew up littles and spit them out. And it's not fair. And that's why I'm very, very, very protective of littles and very protective of and very weary about people just trying to enter in those spaces to kind of like touch all the boobies and stuff. Cause it's, it's, it's cute, it's fun, we're innocent, it's beautiful. Anyone who's ever been in little spaces understands there's an energy to it and it's addictive. But as a little, protect yourself. You are your first line of protection. Don't let anyone else externally be your first line of protection. You have to be that. You have to understand that. I just wanna put that out there because I just don't want people to do the things that I did when I was young. <laughs> Yes. No, I thank you so much for bringing that part to the table. That's one of those really critical elements that I love to touch on and circle back to. Consent is key. And we are all consenting adults. So no matter what headspaces we're going into, it's important to have that at the forefront of any negotiation, any conversation, any exchange that we're engaging in. Um, I love that. And that's super, super powerful. Uh, yeah, I saw a couple of hands go up. Um, Bunny, did you have something that you wanted to add to that? Yeah. So when I introduce myself, especially in the leather and BDSM community, I usually will say, hi, I'm Bunny. I'm a little regressor switch um, because I don't know when she's going to come out. I mean, I can kind of reel her back in and, and I can, the two sides of us have worked so much together that we can kind of, um, you know, understand the situation. In fact, I was complimented by... Um, elders, leather elders in San Diego about, you know, I never wanted to work with a, a little and then I worked with you. Um, because you have to know your situation as anything, you know, um, and respecting it. And yes, my little comes out, but she's very respectful of, you know, different um, situations and stuff. And so when I introduce myself, um, in a sense, I kind of expect that consent. For me, there's two different, there's the consent of playing in the dungeon. Like I'm going to, I'm going to play with you and I'm going to, I'm going to figure out my consent as my adult side and what my little is going to be okay with. But then as you're interacting with me, you have to understand that I'm a little and that I expect you to kind of treat me that way if I go in and out. So it, it, cracks me up sometimes I've had situations where people are like can you leave your little at home and I'm like can you leave your sub side at home like no I'm sorry I mean there were situations in my past with leather family members that they're like oh they're okay with her at first but then like after a while they want me to put her aside and I'm like she's not like that She's a part of me. So it's the hardest thing for me to educate and tell people like, no. And if you want to be in my life, you got to respect that because I'm telling you right up front, this is who I am. And even in my vanilla world now, people know that, you know, they know they don't understand what a little is, but they know I have a childlike personality at times. You know, in my office, I used to have all the things on my desk that were, you know, little and stuff. And that was okay. They accepted that because eventually they got to know who I am. So yeah, the consent is very important for me that people understand that. And I tell them up front, Hey, my name is Benny. I'm a four-year-old switch regressor and you want to interact with me. And trust me, as even as a little, I get shit done. Like I get a lot of shit done. I run a conference. I'm four years old. I run a conference for age players with like 300 people that come. And trust me, I get shit done. Littles get shit done. 
Yes, that is incredible. Um, lucky, I love the the Care Bears. That's incredible. Uh, I saw your hand go up as well. Please share. Um, I, I was just wanting to say that um, I think along with consent um, comes communication, right? Because like for me, uh, my little only only comes out in in safe spaces. So when I'm out in the world, like my big is very aware and very present. My little is in there and kind of observing things. But um, I think that communicating with those folks that are in your circles and the people that that you know caretake for you are it's it's very important that um that communication that we talk about these things you know and around like informed consent like beyond the consent like we need to let folks know um what's going on with you what headspace are you in especially for those folks that oscillate between like i do it and i know you've all watched it but um for those folks that oscillate between little and big, um, kind of fluidly, you know, when you're in big space, let your folks know what's going on. Let let folks know that where your head headspace is. So I think communication is one of the one of the heaviest pieces of that. I love that. That's huge. It's huge. All right, I will take a few more shares, and then we're going to start to wrap up. Aya, go ahead. I just wanted to add on to that. Um, just how I was just learning about people taking advantage of littles. I want to also warn people that littles can take advantage of you. <laughs> and there are plenty of people who, anybody in the kink community understands there are certain people who come into this community who just have one fantasy and they want you to create it and they don't care who you are. They want you to fit into it. And if you're not into it, they're going to make you get into it. And that is not consensual. Um, so hopping off of what Lucky said about communication, if I am a little and I want to gaga talk in the dungeon, or if that is a part of my age regression, and I do not communicate that to just random strangers, don't expect them to interact with you the same way you would like them to if you haven't communicated to them the way you would like to be interacted with. And they haven't consented to doing that. Because there's one thing you telling me how you want me to treat you, and there's another thing of me like saying, okay, I'll do that. Everyone has the autonomy to do whatever they want. This is why this, this community is so diverse and so beautiful. So again, littles, relax. <laughs> Anybody who likes littles, relax. Take it slow, communication, consent, negotiation. No one is supposed to be a part of your fantasy, period. Well said, very well said. That's huge. Um, I've gotten quite a bit out of this conversation. And one of the things I can really hear is like, when it comes to negotiating or selecting a partner, it's like, don't expect that you're gonna have uh, a scene or play on the very first time that you meet. And also when it comes to sexual, uh, sexual interaction, like the person who's in the headspace, allowing them to drive the narrative on what works and what doesn't work. Um, this is huge. So I would love to go around and get the information on your resources, your organizations, how can people find and get a hold of you um, and, and just, yes, uh, for the audience to know more. Uh, Bunny, I see you're off mute. Would you like to start first? Sure. 
So um, you can find us. We have a website. It's the westcoastjunglegym.com. Um, if you're on FetLife, you can find me as Little Bunny has an E, Fufu, or you can find West Coast Jungle Gym. I think it's WCJG on there. Um, our website, the West Coast Jungle Gym, has all sorts of ama amazing information on there about our events. Right now, most of our events are, well, all of our events are virtual. We hold two events a month with a new one that we're starting this month. So we have the Jungle Series, which is the Jungle Jam, the second Saturday of each month. It's our fun story time. Puffs, my dragon, he cooks. We have the Mommy's Maker Space, which is the mommies from the Little Baby Boo Nursery. They do some kind of craft every month. We have story time. So that's our Jungle Jam. It's the second Saturday of every month. Our third Saturday is something that is kind of unique to us is our education series. It's called Jungle Academy. It's where we come to school. Every month we have a different theme. This month is on rules. And we have two classes that run simultaneously. One is for littles, one is for caretakers. We have the same theme, two different classes um, that we felt that education was very important and it's not something that is actually out there for caretakers and littles. Here and there there's things but we wanted something every month that we could offer. And it's become a huge successful so, success. So that's called our Jungle Academy. We're also starting a new series this month called The Bigs of the Round Table. And it's kind of like a, um, it's a class for, or it's not a class, it's a discussion for caretakers, bigs, moms, dads, you know, whatever it is, but not littles. We have to put that out there. Don't come in your little space, come in your caretaker space. It's strictly for caretakers. We're not going to answer questions about what best diaper I should wear or things like that. This is a place for caretakers and bigs to come and commiserate, you know, you know, lack of a better word, get support, things like that. So that's the rounds of the um, the bigs of the round table. Yeah, we also have a virtual con that is going to be in September. You can find that on our website. Um, we're looking for volunteers. If you're interested in that, please drop us a line. And the other thing, I know Lucky got really excited about that. this. So this is my emotional support dragon named Puffs. He has a leather um, best. And this is his cousin, Duffs. And Duffs is looking for his new caretaker. You can find out all the information on our website. We are going to be giving him to a new caretaker on April 17th. Um, so there's lots of fun things we're doing. It is a fundraiser. Um, for every $5 that you donate, you get your name put in to um, possibly take care of Duffs. And he has his own Facebook and Instagram and wherever you take him and you take pictures. Um, and then also, as I said, I'm a sassy wicked. I have called, it's called the Bunny's Wheel of Wonder. You'll find that on the website also. Starting in May, we have a fundraiser where you can put your suggestions in on things that you want to have done to me. A lot of people want to see me in a diaper. I'm not a diaper person. So, you know, it's a fundraiser. Um, I, there's, so you go to the website, there's a whole way you can make suggestions. And then starting in May, we are going to be doing those things to me that's bold yeah I know I know we thought about trying to do it to other people but then everyone's like no we want to do it to bunny and I'm like that, that's mean but I am wicked so I don't really you know I want to do it back to people so again our website is the westcoastjunglegym.com so thank you awesome thank you all right who would like to share next Aya 
Hello. Um, I'm just going to like spew all things Paco because I'm just a little me, a little worker bee inside of the Paco realm. Um, first, I want to showcase this beautiful fan that I've had in the background. It is our black leather pride fan. Um, it was actually created by um, Paco's founder, uh, Mix Taisha Best. And we're actually selling these on our website um, for, uh, it's Paco.org and P-O-C-K-L-E.org. And you'll not only get a shop, but you'll get resources for everything POC and Black that's been happening in history. We have a lot of resources about just interviews from Black kinksters and stuff like that. As you can tell, I'm kind of like all BIPOC, all QTPOC. Like that's just my jam. That's where I'm at. Um, you can reach Pockle on Pockle Project on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. Pockle Project. Um, and we're also looking for volunteers. We're looking for a graphic designer to help us create more things for our shop. Um, and yeah, I just, this is y'all, this is my first thing I ever done as a, like a, as a person. So I was, I'm just really excited for this opportunity. Thank you. Um, and yeah, that's all I'll say. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. You did fantastic. Um, yes. <laughs> Who would like to share next? Lucky you're off mute. Yes. Cool. Um, so I think I'm the only org up here that's not specifically uh, for kink, but Invisible Men, um, like I said, is an organization that provides resources for transmasculine folks, centering those of color. Um, but we do have um, a workshop that's going to launch this summer called Recess. So Recess is um, something that came out of my experience as a little. Um, and a lot of my knowledge in the world, like going to college. Um, <laughs> so recess is um, a space, a safe space for folks to regress and start kind of that healing. And it's specifically for trans folks because for trans folks um, at very young school age um, is where they start to have those first traumas around what it looks like around their genders. And so what it is, is we have um, our trans folks that come out and literally go play. Like it's healing through plates. Like we're going to do kickball um, sessions. We'll do um, volleyball, all of those things. And it's literal play. Um, and then there'll be caretakers that will be at the event um, for, and, you know, we'll have one or two of our folks that will be assigned to those caretakers. And those caretakers will do just that. Hey, get down from there, go have a snack. I have a juice box, all of those things, but it allows our community to regress in that safe space and start to heal from those ages. Yes, uh, I'm so excited that you got to share about recess. The first time I heard about it, I was like, that is the best thing ever. Thank you so much. Oh, and you can find us on Invisible. It's Invisible T, the letter T, uh, men, M-E-N.com. Uh, and so if there are trans masculine folks out there that need support around mental health, uh, medical support, uh, peer support, emotional support, or you just want to join our uh, recess. So look for us in the summertime. Recess sounds amazing, by the way. We're already like, I just said to him, we're just going to have to take a road trip down to San Diego or LA or wherever you are. I can't remember. Yeah, we're we're all over the nation, so we have uh, different chapters in different different cities, and yeah. so we can find a city closer uh, close to you. Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, 
So uh, we have our big event. Uh, we're going to actually have everything posted for it uh, next by Friday of next week. So it's going up. Um, but our, our website is chase.pet for our big event. We do it once a year. It's going to be in October. Uh, we're going to do a couple uh, picnic uh, type things. Uh, and then most of it will be online. Um, it's usually a four day camping event uh, that's all kinksters and uh, we do classes and events. Um, so now we're doing it online. We did it online last year. Yeah, the, the current chase.pet site is not, um, it's not up to date. No, that's why I said by Friday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so don't look at the chase.pet site until Friday, okay? You guys have to promise me. <laughs> Um, and uh, you can go on to ethologycollective.org uh, and uh, our schedule of classes is there. Uh, this month we have uh, how to train your dominant, how to train your submissive. Uh, we do uh, a monthly class called Ethology 101. That's super fun. We take two animals and we talk about like their migratory patterns and what they eat and all that stuff. And we talk sex. So whenever we can find like pictures of their genitals or something, we'll totally like add that to the class. Cause we want to learn, we or want to show videos. you everything. Yeah. Or Mate, what? Mating videos. Oh, sometimes. mating videos. Yeah. We, uh, we got a video of two crabs mating when last we did month. crabs last month. So, uh, <laughs> So uh, that's a really fun thing. Uh, we're doing uh, just a movie night for Autism Awareness Day, which is on Friday, um, and a whole bunch of other events that are on there. Um, yeah, uh, check us out. Awesome. And your event calendar is on the Ethology site? Ethology it site. is on the Ethology site, yes. Yeah, ethologycollective.org. You can click, does it say calendar or schedule? I can't remember, it's on the top. It's very obvious. Uh, ethologycollective.org. Beautiful. All right. Drop that in the chat so that we can put that out for folks. Uh, and um, thank you everyone for joining us this evening. It has been a powerful, riveting, and eye-opening conversation into age play. Um, please contribute to and support the work that we are doing at nikasharels.com. That's N-I-K-A-C-H-E-R-R-E-L-L-E-S.com double consonants in that second part, in case you get a little confused. Uh, and you can also support us on GoFundMe and find our work on patreon.com. Thank you for being with us tonight. It has been such a pleasure and we will see you next week. And thank you, Nika, for putting this together. Yeah, thank you. So thank, nice. you thank you, thank you. It was great to meet everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yes.